And here they come, Gotham. Oh, lovely play by Midge Purse. She has time to pick up Williams! It's Lynn Williams for Gotham in the championship final! She's been here before! She's won here before! What's good? Welcome to another episode of Diaspora United. I am Andre Carlisle and I am here with champion, a, a prox, a proximity champion, adjacent champion, Courtney Stiff. And I'm here I'm with Caldre. Oh God. Move it on. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that for several days. Taldre, we're adding it that's, to the list. That's, that's the, the podcast, the, everybody. Talk Daniel. to y'all next week. Daniel, what was the other nickname you came up with for Taldre? No, there's, there's, oh my no, gosh. None. Wait. Hold um, up. We're, we're, we need to talk about this group chat. The, the people want to talk <laughs> about the NWSL championship. Uh, they want to talk about the bats, the baddies, the baddie girls, all of that. Like we, 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 we need to talk about that apart from my weird nicknames that need to stop. So. Shout out. Shout out to Georgia. Queen. Not shout out to Georgia at all. <laughs> Tall Dre was so good. <laughs> the, the group oh, chat my... is, is dangerous and rude <laughs> and disrespectful. <laughs> My reaction to Tall Dre was the same as when Sky dropped Deacon Skyscraper. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Great. Every time I think like we're done with one, another one pops up. It's the most impossible thing to really like get get away from. So um, we're gonna move on because it's important to do so because a thing happened. The NWSL Championship happened. OL Rain versus Gotham FC at San Diego in that shitty ass field happened. Courtney. Yeah, I mean, shout out to having an L overhead cam, but when the overhead cam came, I was like, "Oh, that pitch is trash." So that um, was they use the spider. They use the spider cam way too much. I was like, I know we like a fancy toy, <laughs> however, that's because they always got like three cams <laughs> in the cell game, so they finally <laughs> had something. I was like, "Ooh, look at all these cameras!" <laughs> I was like, uh, "Look, I understand having a fancy toy, however, you should never ever use a spider cam." as your main camera you should always use spider cam if you want to have like like for i don't know if we're just jumping right into the game but like for midge's goal for example you have a long slalom run great time I mean, to use a spider like cam on a replay cameras on that yeah great time to use a spider cam on replay not your main camera yeah there's, there's too I mean, much they're spider learning cam. they're learning they they got a new toy and they had some fun i ain't mad at them but you know yes yeah, all i'm saying is spider cams have been in and around soccer in the u.s for a long time <laughs> but they're they're new to us <laughs> that's what we can say they're there's, new there's to us too much spider cam i was like <laughs> friends i was like there, there's too much movement there's too much movement it literally yeah, makes you dizzy there was a lot. There was a lot. Okay, but let's 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 get into the game. It was a two-one win by Gotham. It was a great game. Good first half, tense second half, and then of course very late drama with a with a goalkeeper red card and the 90, 90 plus seven, which was just wild. But let's let's recap. The I game have a real hot quick. take about that. Well, we'll get when there. We get there. <laughs> when we get there, I have a hot take. I'm proclaiming all, it so I remember. Okay. Uh, first of all, though, I want to I want to talk about your like, how were you feeling leading up to the game, leading up to kickoff, like game day, like, give us your vibes, like what was happening? How are you feeling? Um, well, I was stressed, but not because of the game. <laughs> I was stressed because of my job. Having okay. to coordinate a trillion things. <laughs> That's the true reason why I was stressed, because I was just having to balance 18 billion things in my head. Uh, and so that was really my main stressor um, leading into it and just not like liking to have things like already planned out and already things. It was just like a lot. Um, but also in the week, like, for example, when we previewed the final, I was honestly a bit nervous for Gotham because they lost the old rain 2-0 in the most recent meeting. But then in the meeting before that, they also beat them 4-1 and scored like three goals in 25 minutes. So I was like, this could really go either way. But honestly, I think once, honestly, like once the, the first ball was kicked, well, two, I mean, two things happened, right? Like Pino tore her Achilles. Well, she's rumored to have torn her, <sighs> her Achilles. 
However, she gave that was a big say. one of the greatest but most painful quotes I've seen in a long time, saying she yeeted her Achilles. And I said, <laughs> oh, my God. I was she like, was this great. is pain in my heart for you, which is why I tweeted in all caps, no, take me instead. <laughs> um, but so, like, obviously that sucked a lot of air out of the room, right? Like, in the lead up to this match, it was very much Pino versus Krieger, their last professional game ever, like, it's NWSL championship. Like, who's going to take the trophy home? So, obviously, Pino tearing her Achilles sucked a lot of air out of the room. But the game was honestly still a little bit nervy, I want to say, probably until, what, maybe, when did Gotham score their first goal? What minute was that? That was that ridiculous Midge Purse run uh, in the 24th minute. 24th minute, okay. Yeah, so I would say for the first 20 minutes of the game, I was still a bit nervy. Um, I mean, you know, Gotham found a way to get their rhythm. Um... And, like, once I got that first goal, it was like, okay, Gotham might do this. Because, unfortunately, for O.L. Reign, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because they stopped playing one of our faves, Elise Bennett, as much. One of our faves. Remind me to say something about that later. Um, But I was like, okay, Gotham scored one goal. Gotham can score more than one goal. Will O.L. Reign score more than one goal? TBD. Big shrug emoji. Because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but I think as a lot of folks said that like getting that early goal honestly was really good for the game because it forced the game to open up. It like forced Owl Rain to go on the attack. Um, and Rose just started balling from there. Um, I feel like I Pink really Lava was your question. Up. I mean, Pink Lava, you, you, you Lava did, was but but we're good. Well, I mean, listen, I'm gonna go back to multiple <laughs> multiple points in this game because this game was fun. It was an absolute banger. Like it, at one point, absolute I, I think it, banger. I think at halftime I said it was like the Midge Person Roosevelt Skills Challenge. Like they were just absolutely going ham, and it was great to watch. So like, yeah, the like those those players in particular. I thought everybody was playing pretty well. Um, but those mm. players in particular were like, whenever they got the ball, they were like losing, just going off, absolutely going off. I think off. Estad was doing a bit of cooking, yeah. a bit of simmering, maybe, maybe a, what's, what's between like a, <laughs> a, a simmer and a boil? No, a simmer and a boil. Oh, where it's like um, big bubbles. I don't know. <laughs> you, you really testing it's my like culinary you... <laughs> knowledge, and I don't know. <laughs> I can't help um, you. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, well, it's it's Rose was really cooking, and like it's funny. So like you know, I now have the privilege of being around some of the like some really great minds when it comes to women's soccer um and so it's and i like love sitting next to like former professional athletes seeing how they watch the game like they just pick out things that like regular people just don't pick out um and so it was like fascinating watching <laughs> watching it with them um but one thing i immediately picked up on ex- especially towards like in the second half of Oh, Rain was technically like hitting Gotham in the way that you want to hit them tactically. They were like really, you know, trying to, they were forcing either through like a lot of cross field balls or a lot of like first time balls, really trying to get in behind that back line, that high line, which mm-hmm. I know we're going to eventually get to the red card where like something that, like that's in theory, in essence, what causes that red card mm-hmm. um, on Mandy Hop, but. Like, I thought tactically they were doing all the things you wanted to do to punish Gotham. It's just that they couldn't finish. And, like, yeah, Mandy Hot, I will say, also came up big, really big in two moments. But, like, you know, they were there were times where they were getting behind that back line. Um, I mean, Jordan Huitema technically got, like, had a score to goal. It was just, she was, like, so, she was so off um, that you could tell it, like, you know, first time. But. Um, I mean, technically, that the for Rose Lavelle's goal, that was a perfectly timed run getting in behind the back line. Yeah. And so I think tactically, I don't know, it's kind of funny. And this, it's, to me, is also kind of what makes the game game a banger of like, it was really cat and mousey the entire time, especially in the first half, like, Ole Rain was really doing all the right things. And actually, I would say until maybe the 65th minute, Ole Rain was still doing all of the right things to exploit Gotham. They just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Okay, so I have a question for you. Are you like really in your like analyst bag right now? Because I feel like the people felt like they were going to turn on Diaspora United and Courtney was going to be yelling about Midge Purse wrecking three defenders. Oh, and no, so I what like, I'm let, yelling about we... is how Andre can't tweet a sad bat meme. <laughs> Not for at least for, uh, a few months. For several months. For back, several months. I, I told them not to lose able. and they didn't. <laughs> they did not. I know. I Look, people saw that all caps tweeting. 
They knew it was coming. Because you can't tweet about sad bats for at least six months. I can't. I can't. And, and I'm happy I'm, I can't. <laughs> are you? I am. I mean, I, I, the meme is funny, but I'm but I, but I'm, I, but I'm happy because that's why I wanted to win. Dude, about no sad bats. Um, no, but I mean, like, well, to be fair, I, I've been in a lot. I've been hearing people wax lyrical a lot about Mitch in particular today. <laughs> Tune into Attacking Third. Um, but I mean, Mitch was cooking. Like, shoot, <laughs> that run. <laughs> Absurd. And the video, and also the video. Shout out to um, Brittany Alvarado. That video that Gotham posted. That Bernie mm-hmm. Alvarado made was insane, but I it's also so kind of want to see it like slow, like super slow mo. Yeah, like me too. Give it to it's me, the second like, move I want to see if she got like how she touched the ball because I can't tell if it was just like the slide missed the ball a little bit and she was able to control it at full speed, which is still great, or if she like moved the ball away with a deft touch. I can't tell because it's happening so no, fast. I'm pretty sure off that slide because what that was Sonnet, right? Yeah, I think it was Sonnet. I think so. Um, Sonnet got the ball and then like Mitch somehow like rolled the ball over her. It was it was kind yeah. of insane. I yeah. w- I went back that I've watched that clip. I'm not joking, and this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> about one hundred thousand times, like genuinely one hundred thousand times. I've watched that clip so many times because also the first time you see it, like when you see it in game angle, you know she jukes out Lou Barnes. Yeah. But from that from that video that Gotham posted, you actually have to look for the juke. Because yep. you like she does it so early. It's like a really early juke. Yeah, and just yeah. I mean, it was that goal was so fire. I and mean, Mitch like, was also on fire. Like she, how many oh, people she did she nutmeg? She, I think she had like seven <laughs> nutmegs that she game. Like she was <laughs> absolutely cooking on one. It was like so on one, but honestly, so was Rose. <laughs> like yes. like they were both frying people like four hundred degrees pink lava. <laughs> like literally <laughs> peanut oil like frying people in 400 degree peanut oil like they were cooking yeah I, I, i'm I, i'm i'm really like i just want to i, I want to rewatch that first half like multiple like whenever i'm feeling sad i just want to rewatch the first half because it was so fun like all the stuff that i like to see you know players getting on the ball trying to be disrespectful you know cutting through the midfield like Rose pulled out that crazy spin move out of nowhere. It was like a reverse spin move with the ball that just looked like that's some stuff in FIFA. Like the the control was so close, so precise. I was just like, how is she moving that fast and like moving the ball around like that well as well? Like controlling it underneath her spinning between two players. It was just it was so dope. Like the levels, the levels were super high. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Rose was like, I'm healthy. And then um, in that old joke that I've had from a while ago, <laughs> right. uh, one time <laughs> when Midge wanted some media to call, like re- refer to her as Margaret first, like mostly in written articles, and Midge was like, my name is Margaret. Um, <laughs> that's the two energies I feel like was really Extremely exuding from energy. the two of them. Um, you know, yeah, the two of them are really, really cooking. Like, like to me, like that's why I think the game was so fun is like, I love when not to compare NWSL final to the men's World Cup final. But, you know, going in, it was like Messi versus Mbappe. Yep. And at times, they were both cooking in that final. And I think, like, obviously the three goals, the, like the insane comeback, all that stuff. But, like, at times, the most fun soccer games, especially for finals, because finals are normally tense and they're kind of duddy and normally you get, like, oh, sometimes a 1-1, sometimes a late equalizer. Like, um, but, what like, the finals that I really enjoy, it's when... Obviously, the two teams are going at each other, but they're, like, really being led by one person. And so I decided, like, everyone was like, okay, Pino is out. We're, like, we're building behind Rose, which I think also ended up leading to their detriment of there was no one else there to really balance Rose in the way that Midge could balance yeah. Lynn. Or, or like, even an Esther dropping into the midfield and, like, Lynn and Midge would, like, you know, get up high and wide. And, like, it was just... Honestly, it was just like a really good game. Like the for the second goal, uh, Midge had to put the ball on the forehead. Kristen Press cross like corner kick. Yeah, um, and that snapback header was insane from Esther. Like in between, that's also like yeah. I think the smallest person on the field, and it's really insane to me that she still got between two defenders and had like the amount of pace she put on that header by whipping her neck back it was insane like i'm still thinking i mean i called it a fadeaway jumper because that's really what it felt like like 
it that that is such a good head like i like i need people to i know the solemn one solemn one the solemn run from midge was incredible (laughs) but i also need the group to make some commotion about that header because that is an incredible finish yeah, I, yeah, both the Gotham goals were incredible. I mean, all all the goals were incredible. To be honest, I mean, Rose's goal was great. I feel like if you, I feel like if you were paying attention to women's soccer and you um, were inclined to like maybe a a certain orange, you know, the Dutch team in 2019, if you were pulling from then, you maybe had a flashback because the way she just like got through it one v one with the keeper and the keeper had no chance, none whatsoever. Like, yeah, it was it was kind of wild. So I thought every single goal was incredible in this game. It was so much fun. That header, you're right. Like, I think if that header is scored in a final and it's like one nil, then we're talking about how great that is. But like the fact that it was maybe like at least the second best goal of the night, maybe even third because Roses was great. Like, I I just it's tough. It's tough. But yeah, I I I was so happy about like. The uh oh, see now we oh, got. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I would describe the header as the best finish, maybe not the best goal, but like in terms of the actual, That's like fair. yeah, Rose's run, incredible. Yeah, Midge's run, incredible. Listen, you 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 flambe three three defenders. I I'm naturally for me the way my power rankings work. That's number one. <laughs> like that's how that works. Yeah, this is so it's like. I think Gotham goal is best goal of the night, but Esther's header is like the best actual finish. Because technically it was like Lynn had a tap in. Yeah. Well, and I mean, she had a tap in because. <laughs> well, no, because of the defense. <laughs> well, I know, but like I'm talking about like the actual, like your actual finish ball in the back in the back of the net. And then it's like Rose's run and that ball to Rose was incredible. But yeah, that header, I'm just like, that's one that's also, I think it's also because it's like, if, if like a Lynn did that, not saying it wouldn't also be incredible, but you'd be like, okay, not that I, like, I didn't know that Esther had that in her, I did not know she had the facility for that. Like, putting the ball in, like, having an incredible strike or something like that, or a nice curler. I was like, that's what I expect. Not 5-3 Esther Gonzalez <laughs> to beat out two people in the air <laughs> and have a bullet header. She like, got springs. She gets up. Like, that, like, hops. Like, that is what... Like, I was not expecting that. Like, if it came from someone else, like a like a Lynn, because Lynn is 5'10", I'd be like, that's still a great header. But I'm like, okay, Lynn is 5'10". Like, Stead is like 5'4". And I'm like, dog, you did that? Um, but yeah, it was just, that was such a... And all, well, and I think also, it's like she did it with the, uh, the penalty, like right around the penalty, so 12 yards out. It was just... I'm t- but this game, like, I'm telling you, this, this game became an instant classic. Like an instant classic. And then even in the second half, we're like, oh, Rain is really going for it. And Gotham starts like defending a bit with their lives. Um, but then like Midge is still cooking. And then Emily San is like, absolutely not. And then just like takes her out a little bit. They just like. <laughs> Emily was in. cooked and she was just like, all right, it's, I'm, it's time for the rugby I'm, shit. <laughs> so I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. That was like <laughs> Midge, to, <laughs> Midge to Defenders. Um, true but yeah like image was cooking rose was real cooking like it it was a good time okay so here's here's where i want to bring up my beef with ol rain um and what they did because like um like you said I, i think the the first half was pretty balanced until gotham got that goal which midge just went you know supernova bonkers and and went on that crazy run which i'm still like i'm not done reliving it i'm not done talking about it i'm gonna bring it up randomly throughout the course of however many episodes we have left doing this like that goal means something <laughs> that run means something Your to roman me empire special. Yeah, exactly it is it's it's buried in my heart and my brain and i will reference it frequently so uh prepare yourself for that but uh i i think my thing was, especially in the second half, when, you know, the, the game was was 2-1. You know, Gotham uh, scored that second goal, 45 plus 2. So it was 2-1. to one, And they knew, or O.L. Reign knew they needed to get a goal or else this was going to be it. I know the shock of losing Pino, which obviously they did not. That really, really super sucked. Um, her post-game, as you mentioned, her post-game presser was absolutely iconic Pino stuff. I don't know how she held it together, but she is, she's an incredible person gonna absolutely miss her and i'll have more to say about her later but like one i so i kind of give the first half of ol rain like yeah yeah, like that'll shake you like you'll need to figure out how to like get yourself back together what's your attacking plan without pino because it seemed 
like their plan was to get her the ball, let her cook, you know, try and try and get her uh, to deliver those balls in, into the box and all of that. Like they they really like look like early on, obviously it was just like four minutes but early on. It looked like that's what they wanted to do is get her in space. And when that happens and especially that player, that moment, you know, it's her last game. Like, yeah, that's going to shake everybody. So I like the first half I get, but that second half, and I feel like Laura Harvey, this is where you gotta like make decisions, right? This is this is where you gotta like you you gotta change the game. You gotta change the game plan. You saw how you scored. You see the high line that Gotham are playing with. You gotta get some speed up there to run with Rose. You got to. You gotta get somebody in there. At least Bennett came on, but late, way too late in that game. Almost made a difference, by the way, with that with that red card. But came on way too late. We know Sierra King is there. Like there are players that she could have put on to like help test that back line, you know, time the run, link up with Rose, one, two, whatever you got to do to try and get behind because there's space. If you can play the ball into that area where the goalkeeper can't come out, like it may take a couple times, but if they're going to keep playing that high line, you got to try. And they did for Rose's goal and they did for the red card, but it's just, it was, it wasn't frequent enough to really be like a real threat. And I think part of that, of course, was what Gotham was doing to them. But I think you got it. That's why you got to change the personnel. Well, I also think with that is that a lot of those balls they attempted it a bunch of times. It's just that those balls didn't always come out, come off. Right. Yeah. And there, and to be fair, there was a moment like where Veronica Lasko had literally had like a golden opportunity, and it's actually funny. It's like based on form in the past three or so games, that's actually the player who you want to get the ball because Veronica, Veronica Lasko has gotten two game winners in her last three games. Like that's who you want to give the ball to and have that in that moment because she's on fire right now. Um, and that's where, like, you know, Mandy Hot did go in and step up and, like, be huge. Um, but, Andre, I want to talk about the red card. Please do. Because it's not that I don't think it was a red card. However, we were unable to see, and we did not see it by VAR, if Elise Bennett was actually offside. Mm, yeah. And the thing is, we asked Christina Uncle about this uh, in the post game, but also the po- that the actual match kind of felt like a fever dream to me. I like woke up the next morning being like, what happened? What do you mean? It's, oh my God, I went to bed at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning and now it's noon. Um, so it felt like a bit of a fever dream to me. But that was like my big question because the thing is you can't tell from the broadcast angle. And I'm like, now I know you got them spider cams, but A, was a spider cam somewhere random and you couldn't tell? <laughs> Which there's a chance. Probably like, it, was, it was at the other end, just hanging out. <laughs> like remember <laughs> that time, like somebody selling concessions in the stands. Like remember that one time in Kansas City, March had that incredible chip goal, and we like only caught the tail the tail end of it because the camera yes. was somewhere I'm else. So mad. About um, it still. I'm still not. Okay, I'm still not okay with that. But like that was my thing of at least from what I could tell, they did not check if Bennett was actually offside because if she's offside, that like negates the entire play. Mandy Hot doesn't get a red card. Game. Prob- I mean, probably still ends 2-1 to Gotham. Um, so so what did Uncle but, say? Did they not check it? Because I thought they, that was part of the whole review process to confirm the red. Well, I think, I, I'm trying to remember what she said, and I probably should have looked it up before I started talking about it. But I think it was more <laughs> that, like, they were still mostly checking that, like, it was outside of the box. And once they made that decision, they then couldn't go back and, like, re-VAR themselves. Um, which, like, yeah, the ball was outside of the box. Like, it's 100% dog, so red card. Oh man, I wish I remember what she said. But I like I remember leaving that and like us showing. It's funny us showing like watching back attacking third, and it was like Lisa was like that she's on side, and Jenny was like she's offside, and so I was like it's clear <laughs> that it was like a li- like a little bit contentious, and so that's a moment for me where I'm like, and also to be fair, looking at that v- that VAR check in real time, like they were looking if Mandy Hot was outside the box. They didn't do the thing where it's like, the Premier League does this when it's like a penalty of like, were they offside? Was there a foul in the buildup? Okay, no and no. Now, is this actually a penalty, if that makes sense? If like those two decisions aren't immediately clear, it's almost like they have like a three strike list. Um, yeah, the and so like watching... will go back and check everything. And I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> this is like a five minute break. And can we not? Right. So in like real time looking at NWSL VAR, I was like, I don't, I can't tell if they actually did check if she was on side or not. Cause it looked like they just did the play and then like trying to see when she came in, like when Mandy Hawk came in and all that stuff. Um, however, my bone to pick, and I know people are going to get mad at me for this. My bone to pick with O-Rain is how they took that free kick. Gotham yeah. set up one of the worst 
one of the worst <laughs> walls I have ever seen. Yeah, it was that really bad. wall <laughs> was atrocious. And I don't think, like, I think Gotham players might look back at that photo and be like, you know what? That really wasn't a great wall. There was no one lying behind them. There were gaps everywhere, and somehow the wall did its job. And I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> Like, like why? Like why were y'all like this? Like, like Neely Martin is not a goalkeeper and was setting up the wall. Also, the second time Neely Martin has been in net at Snapdragon Stadium or Snapdragon Arena, whatever. Get that field is terrible. Terrible. What emotional terrorism has happened on that field? But how? And look, I will also give Gotham kudos. The wall somehow did its job. (laughs) Somehow, by God, the wall did its job. But I'm also like, how did you not immediately score on Neely Martin in goal? Here's my thing. To send it to overtime. I want people to go back and look at that. Like, go back and look at the free kick, the setup. Really? All she had to do is pass the ball quick to the right. Ain't no Gotham player on the right side. That's a that's not a, a single one. You got a shot at like that, and it's two two players. You could have shot over there. You could have made a quick pass over there, like a through ball. There are four rain players, and not a single Gotham player over there. You move the ball over there. You get a shot on goal. Like if you play it right, you get a shot on goal. I like kicking the ball, into, and I think it's just because Rose was tired. Like, obviously, she'd been in and out. She's been injured. She hasn't played a ton. And she played like she was out of control in this game, as we talked about. So I just think she was tired. So it was a tired free <laughs> kick. But don't have her do like, that. When you see the wall, Allie Long the set up the wall. Like, literally, if you look on replays, <laughs> Allie Long is talking to Neely Martin to set up the wall. Like It was it was real bad. It was. And I was like, you got, why didn't y'all do the fake and then just pass it? Like, if you're like, Rose must yes. strike the ball. She has to hit it towards goal. Bro, it was an indirect free kick. Someone had to touch it anyway. Pass the ball to Rose at the top of the key. I guarantee to you, she's going to have a better chance of scoring than, <laughs> than the wall. Like, that wall is... Yeah. I, Adriana and I were watching in real time being like, yo, they're... I was like, we were like, what is this wall? And I was like, yo, they're about to score. We're about to go on overtime. Like, Gotham gets another sub. Michelle Betos is finishing <laughs> this game out. Like, what do you mean? And they set it into that wall. And that wall, baby, that wall was, it was, that wall was something. And that's why I'm like, <laughs> this is how you know that sometimes um, thing, like things are written in the stars. Things are meant to be. Because I'm yeah. like, you can't tell yeah. me that you didn't score against Gotham against that. Like, I, I went back and I looked while we were talking about this. <laughs> and there's the big, like, two of the biggest gaps. Like, Bruninha on Quinn. And then there are literally <laughs> three rain players yep. by themselves. Yep. Just and one, like, one of them is Elise Bennett. One of them is, like, you could just pass the ball to Emily Sonnet. Yeah. And she has, yeah. like, literally just, like, p- push it past. Yeah. I just can't believe they didn't score <laughs> off that. I can't believe they didn't score off that because I was, like, dog. And that's how I was, like, this was written in the stars. It was written in the stars for Allie Krieger to win. And have, from a quote I saw on Twitter, the best glow up we've seen. And, I mean, look. And she, and Allie, I mean, Allie Krieger was great this match. She was all over the place. She was, like, I <laughs> I'm willing this team to a win. And that's how I think Gotham won. It was Allergeager's will and way. But also, it's freaking bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you know, no disrespect because it sucks to end your your career the way that, that Pino did on the, on the pitch, at least. But like once she's no longer in the game, you really only have one player to root for when it comes to like who can win this thing on the pitch right now. And like do it for Pino would have maybe been a thing. But like we really wanted to see like Allie Krieger, like the player come out and like lift the trophy, like her lifting the trophy was dope. Like that that was fun. I liked all of that. So like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I do think I would love to hear Oil Rain talk about that last play, especially because it took so long to figure everything out because of course then like Neely Martin puts on the gloves before the shirt. And so they're trying to like pull the shirt over <laughs> and it's just like, it's taken forever. So like they Shout had plenty to of time. for helping Neely yeah, Martin Sinead pull, was, uh, really pull the kit over. Out. And it's like, Rain had plenty of time to try to come up with something. And the fact that they were just like, yep, Rose going to take the kick. And that was it, especially after you see how that wall was formed and everything. It was just like, if y'all had that to do over again, I hope somebody would make a different call there. But, you know, they didn't. And the Bats won their first chip. 
and the Beth won the chip. And honestly, I was, I was talking, I was telling a few people this. It's like really the perfect time for Beth to win the chip because we know that the NWCL is just going to get more and more competitive and it's going to continually get harder and harder to win a championship. It's almost, it's like almost kind of like, um, like this past Women's World Cup where like a lot of the big teams, teams we thought were going to win, were getting out early and like, you know, especially with, yeah. like brazil and germany getting grouped it's like the u.s just needs to get it together and they could like find a way to do this um and it was like because also at that point i feel like england at times we were like seeing them starting to be shaky and stuff like that and it was like kind of felt that way about this championship of like and i mean to be fair i do think gotham played some of the best football in the league this year like when yeah. it was re- especially when Estero came in like they were really starting to like cook people and having like really like really good passages of play like even at like even at times I th- um I wonder if it was actually for no it wasn't it was for the play right before Midge had that incredible slalom run um and Gotham had a really big chance oh I think what it was oh yes this was a chance where <laughs> Midge hit the post and then Delaney hit the post um that sequence Gotham, was crazy <laughs> that sequence was crazy but Gotham had like 25 passes in that sequence so they were like you know really starting to do some really great things on the field so i think it's also a um a title that is very well deserved especially after seeing gotham in 2022 or in 2023 yeah seeing gotham in 2022 um and just the full transformation that juan carlos and his staff that yale um did with this squad no one else by the way but please say that again <laughs> no it, some people give yale confused. her flowers Yes. 100%. Because she deserved it. While she might have not turned Sky Blue into quote-unquote Gotham, she 100% turned a team named Gotham that people were mm-hmm. like, they they still have, at their heart of hearts, they're still Sky Blue after coming in last last season. And no one's saying that about this Gotham team now. Not a single yeah, person. What, it's weird, like, just, just like revisionist history to think that like the branding change is what led to like the, the, the reformation of the team becoming like, no, they were Gotham when they were bad. Like, like it yeah. took actually changing the team, the actual team, the, the, from the, like the coach, the players, like getting an identity, doing all of that stuff. It took recruitment. They made a lot of great moves. You mentioned picking mm-hmm. up Esther. You mentioned the Lynn Williams trade, which Kansas city, how you feeling right now, but like all of that stuff, like, Building that team, Get, getting yeah, that getting Yasmin Ryan, yeah, getting Yasmin Ryan. Like they, Yale made some great moves to put this together, and I like, yeah, if, it seems real a uh, uh, way too. It's it's weirdly simplistic to be like, yep, they became Gotham and shed that sky blue. Not really. <laughs> Look, they. I was like, Gotham had what thirteen points at the end of last season, right? Like, the, the, like people were, and uh, trust me, I saw it. Like, I saw the takes. People were like, well. And like at the core, this team is still sky blue. And yeah, no, no like no one is saying that about this Gotham side. Yep, like not no more. They're fiercely competitive. They can like a lot of folks on that field can just cook folks. They have what I think is always important to a championship side. Low sock ballers. They got two of them. <laughs> and Esther and Jenna Nicewanger. And when Allie Long plays, Allie Long too. Low low sock look, I love a good low sock baller. Um, and yet like this, this entire transformation, I mean, I've been in those pressers with Gotham for the entirety of the season and asking players like, you know, what is this big change? Like we've seen, like, what's it for? And they've, and that's why Juan Carlos is coach of the year. Like they've really credited him and his staff for putting in that transformation for demanding a lot more of people day in and day out. But I also think in part of that, giving these players or like, like really giving these players what seems like such a solid tactical foundation of the team not just of like not just midge's role in the team and not just like lynn's role in the team or neely martin playing as a six or ali krieger as a center back or brunina and jenna nicewanger as outside backs like what they're supposed to do like and i mean andre i think you might have tweeted about this and a few people picked it up of like there were sequences where like yasmin ryan was at left back or midge was at left or like right back or something like and i mean people were picking up on that this game but like i've been seeing that like watching Gotham up close at Red Bull Arena for the entirety of this season like in every situation everyone knows where everyone is supposed to be and if someone isn't in that role then it's like already like they have the decision making of like all right Jenna Nicewanger is up near the corner flag we need someone in a right back or left back okay Yasmin Ryan is going there for a play or two and Esther is dropping in into the midfield or doing like and it's almost like um it's a 
like a positive domino effect of like this one thing happens and now all these other dominoes go in and, and like fall into place. And it's like, I don't think I've ever seen any NWSL team really do that before. Yeah, same. Yeah, like that 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 sequence, I'm actually sad it didn't come to a goal because it was one of my favorite of the night. It's, it's good as like the, the Midge thing is still top tier, so don't get it twisted. But like, I, I do think that it was like Midge playing as a center midfielder. She kicked the ball out to Yasmin Ryan, who was wide right, almost like in a either she was like an advanced fullback or she was like a right winger kind of kind of space. And then Bruninha was kind of tucked in almost like an inverted forward and they got the ball. So Midge kicked it, like got the ball um, from mid from another midfielder, picked it up, carried it a little bit and then sprayed it out wide uh, to Yasmin Ryan. Yasmin Ryan pushed it inside back in but forward, like near the top of the box to Bruninha, who was there and put in a great cross. And it was just like. Yo, like these three players don't play in these positions at all, like mm-hmm. no, normally, but they all switched up. They got a great opportunity from it. And I wish they could have got the goal from it. It was great service, but I think uh, Oil Rain cut it out. But it was just like, I looked at that and I was like, oh, yo, they, like they, they, they out here clowning. Like this is fun shit to watch. Yeah, honestly, Gotham is a really fun team to watch. Like they, to be fair, I think they should have scored a lot more goals than they did this season because sometimes I think they would be slightly more focused on passing the ball around the 18 instead of. Uh, doing a good boot it like you're like shoot like we're in the we just be like shouting shoot at them at certain points because Gotham would have like 17 passes around the 18 and I'm like someone put your laces through the ball and like we don't <laughs> don't always have to walk the ball in the net um but yeah like not none of that comes without Yale Yale to be fair can't poached Juan Carlos from Houston and sure the rest did. of that his was staff gangsta. that was real gangster like that was the, honestly that when that happened, that was also a huge move. So between that, yeah. getting Lynn Williams, getting Yasmin Ryan, um, you know, getting Estere, like at also like Katie Stangle, like yeah, Gotham has been yeah, really really smart in like um throughout the season of like getting in players. And I mean to be fair, Gotham also had their injury crisis. <laughs> like there was one point where you like literally couldn't fit all of Gotham's injured players in a tweet of like who's out or who's questionable. Um, so that's definitely going to be something to work on in the future. But like they won the chip and I really do feel like no team is probably more deserving. They had a fantastic season. Yeah, definitely. And it's weird because I think the final day of the season like bumped them down to like what sixth in the so they like mm-hmm. just hung on to that last playoff spot. But if you look at like the total differential of their season, right? <laughs> Shout out to goal differential. Score bangers, score goals when you need to, because it might come in handy later on. Uh but yeah, like I don't think that was like indicative of how strong of a team they were. I mean, we we saw them throughout the playoffs. You know, they had to go the hard route because of where they ended the season, but stayed in the playoffs and were great throughout the postseason. I mean, that goal from Katie Stengel, like you mentioned, getting players like that in, that goal from Katie Stengel was bonkers. And it just felt like, you know, that written as a stars moment. Like it's stuff like that that makes like the entire team believe like no matter what, when we step on the pitch, we're winning. And that belief was like, it's important. And I think in the final, it was also like tangible. They look like, we got this. Like, we're not losing this game. Well, it's actually funny. Juan Carlos um, Amoro said that that belief moment of, like, we think we can do it was actually the last time Gotham was at San Diego. And they lost <laughs> McCall Zerboni mm. to an ACL. Mm-hmm. Abbott Smith, she didn't actually almost lose her left leg. But it really felt like in that moment, she yeah, almost, was, like, that there were several injuries going on across her left leg. Um and then, like, Midge got injured that match. Taylor Smith got injured that match. Ne- Neely Martin ended up in goal because Gotham did not have enough subs. And Abby Smith got injured and were like, we have to play with 10 players. And they still scored a goal. Like, it's actually insane. Like, that, A, that they did that. <laughs> They're sixth in goal. Um, and so, yeah, that's what Juan Carlos said, that that was that kind of kick-on moment of, like, I think we can do this. And I mean, I think that really just catapulted them to the end of the season. I can't yeah, believe no Neely Martin so. has been in goal twice. That, <laughs> I know, right? That, that also wild. might be a little bit of my Roman Empire, that she has been in goal twice <laughs> at Snapdragon. Yeah, it, it is wild that it, that it happened twice at a at a basically a, a stadium that's just like just got here. So like, yeah, it's it's kind of wild, but you know. A stadium that has taken many uh, to the training it, room. It, it has a body count and that's not a good thing. That's not Already. a good thing. It's and it's going thing. to unfortunately get worse. Yeah, yeah, because the MLS team is coming, right? Well, yeah, apparently they're now coming in 2025. I thought it was next season. But still, 2025, okay. that's like still a few seasons. 
I just um, want them to figure something out before 2025 because like that that like it ain't good with just two teams playing there. And when when one of them is like an American football team, I mean that sport mm-hmm. eats up a pitch like the you you got to have a pristine uh, as close to a pristine pitch as possible to have like a, a not even just the quality surface to play like football on like you know European like soccer football but like also in terms of injuries because there's so much cutting and changing and changing the direction and stuff when you have like a divot if a cleat gets caught in there it's a wrap and so like yeah it can be it can be pretty tough and I'm I hope they figure something out because I don't know if they need to pay to have like new sod put down or whatever they need to do before these games or something or if they just need to go ahead and invest and find a way to like build a specific a soccer specific stadium that they can use but like yeah I, i'm i'm not like it can't be that no more it can't be that that was that was it, it's wild because it looked better than what it looked the week before but also it was so trash the week before that it had almost no choice but to look better but you could still see the san diego Aztec thing in the middle uh, of the pitch and you could also still see so many divots like I said that overhead cam showed it all and that was it was it didn't look good I mean Pino did them a favor by saying like she's not going to blame the pitch like she really did them a favor because she was like I wish I wish it was a little bit better then that like lets all the chatter be about that so she did them a big favor by saying that um, because she's got good perspective but honestly I ain't saying it Courtney just went through the list of people who were injured there and there'd been more well, yeah, I mean, well, so I, I looked back at when Chicago for when remember Casey Kruger was injured for the first part of the season. I guess we should her injury. Yeah. Pain. Um, no, but I mean, you could tell the field was even funky because we saw Mandy Hot warming up like on the broadcast and she did something like either a, a slide, a dive or something. And Gotham's goalkeeping coach ran onto the field and pushed the chunk of turf or the chunk of grass that she brought up it pushed it back in the ground. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> I feel like if you, and I mean, I know it's unfair, but like you got to start having these games at like fully soccer stadiums. Yeah. Like you got to have, like for these championships, like you got to have it at like a Red Bull arena, for example, or a, I mean, I know at times you said the Audi field um, has also taken a few victims, but like Audi yes. field when it's like working well or a yeah. BMO. Like a B- a BMO or even I think um Houston's field mm-hmm. is also like of quality like because you you can't have it where like and I mean yes Pino could have also tore her Achilles at any other stadium yeah and we would sure. not be at really having this di- dialogue but like it does not help that in the past month let's say we've seen the field be really really patchy and really of poor quality um or Twice. you know can't hey. Kansas City's new stadium again, well, I mean, even though you know, even part. though you want a bigger crowd, but like in terms yeah. of like the actual like like field itself, if Orlando. they get you know Orlando again, yeah. um, oh yeah, Orlando is a great field, um, or at least it looks to be great. If it's not great, someone hop in our DM. Anyway, <laughs> sound off in the comments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you can't have it where you know, or you also can't have it not to shade Louisville, but we know the field was mm-hmm. spray painted green. Yeah. Yeah. For that final. I saw Tato Malasso slide on the <laughs> ground and get up and the side of her jersey was just green paint. Um and it's something that honestly like they should really take into a a can't a account um account going forward <laughs> when they do these start doing these championships. The last thing I want to say about the game is honestly Mana and Shadade. Like it's just so much dope joy. story. It's just a super dope story. That photo of Mana on the pitch with everybody else gone, like after the championship, just absolutely tore me to pieces. Like most just honey the, nut filios I've ever right? felt in my whole life. Like both of them, what they what they went through, the the their courage to speak up, you know, to to help change the league. The league, to their credit, changing enough and, and really to Gotham's credit as well, which, again, is another reason why you have to credit Yale for all of this, because mm-hmm. the environment was created to where both of them felt comfortable coming back. Like they mm-hmm. like, again, we talk about when these things happen and how young players are like these. This this stuff was recent in the term of like history and how things happen. So like they still have they, they sacrifice years years. And I know that Sinead got into a car accident and all that, but still sacrifice years of a good career. Courtney talks about her all the time in terms of the technical Bro, ability can, of her on the I can wax lyrical about her. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like maybe she didn't have the 
No, actually, I mean, to me, her and Roosevelt are on different sides of the same coin. Could see that. Like, she just doesn't lose not the ball. Saying she was, she, I'm not saying she was the blueprint, but she was, I'm tell, bro, I'm telling you, she used to cook college midfields <laughs> like no other. And it's also why she got a call up to be a part of the a world, a U.S. Women's National Team World Cup squad. There was a reason, okay? I'm telling, like, I'm telling you. And you don't want to, like, obviously, you know, you don't also know what would ha- would have happened in their career anyway. And that did not happen, but I also would say, like, I'm confident that she also would have done, continued doing big things. And it gives me a lot of joy that also her and Mana have found joy in the sport again. Because that's what we've heard yeah, so many times for exactly. people who have endured abuse throughout soccer. Um, something that we have seen recently from friend of the pod, Kaya McCullough, that yep. originally her joy, her joy in the sport was taken away. And now she's kind of on that journey and at, at times has found that joy again in playing. And it's like that. And at the end, of, at the end of the day, as Lynn Williams has told many folks, because I've seen this quote many times in my, in my pieces uh, leading up to the Women's World Cup, but also in other pieces that at the end of the day, soccer is a kid's game. It's supposed to be joyful. We're supposed to find joy in it. I know as mm-hmm. at times suffering Chelsea, <laughs> we don't find wow. joy in it, but it, like it's a kid's, it's a kid's game. We're supposed to find joy in the sport, but yet there are a lot of people that purposefully try to remove joy out of the sport or take other people's joy from the sport. And so it gives me a lot of joy. I know I've said joy like 17 times, but it gives me a lot of joy that they found that playing again. And it's also not lost on me that they found that at a club whose GM is a former player. Yes. And not like a player. Like I've had all the glitz and glamour. Like I was, I played for... (laughs) Sky blue in 2009 <laughs> type like been through right. the ringer in terms of like probably having some of the best and worst facilities like it that that is also not lost on me yeah it takes a massive amount of of building trust um you know getting getting everything right getting culture right to where those things that happened in the past seem like they're actually in the past uh and being able to like get back into the sport that you love that was like you said taken from you but also the joy of it taken from you like i don't i don't discredit anybody even and i want to make sure like the mana and sinead story is great but even if like some players who went through some stuff like kaya didn't get the joy to come back and play professionally i get it like it's all like however you deal with it is how you deal with it and and that's it's valid and important so like but in, in this case with Gotham winning, it just it's it's just really awesome to see. And them being able to call themselves champions in their very first years back, you know, in the NWSL, having went through what they went through along with Kaya and others to help like change the league. Like it's just a really, really it's a it's a heartbreaking story. But the end part we can be like, okay, maybe we're like, you know, still keeping the pressure on. We ain't taking the pressure off, right? Because like not everything's fixed right (laughs) exactly not everything's fixed we still have some problems but like this is a good sign and it's really um for both of them personally it's just like i'm i'm like we're gonna use joy again i'm overjoyed for both of them like i I just think it's 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 really awesome to see yeah it really is um andre my question to you is where should gotham have their parade i people were saying new jersey people were saying new york city i jokingly said the holland tunnel However, I think they should actually have it at the Statue of Liberty <laughs> or on a boat. Boat parade. Oh, a, bo- a boat parade would be wild. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know if like that's how you get like the people involved, like the fans. I don't know how you get the people involved. I don't know how you do that. But However, it would funny. be <laughs> It would go down in NWSL lore. Too. So like, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe but maybe, but maybe the not. lore of like... <laughs> Toby's <laughs> all continues to be like, you remember when Gotham won a chip and they had a boat parade? <laughs> I just yeah, think that would be I, incredible. I just hope they have content. a parade. Like, I know people have been asking for it and we'll see, like, yo, this is a major, made one of the biggest leagues in this country in terms of soccer. This is the biggest, like, you know, achievement that that there is in the sport. So, like, for me... Like meet the president, like parade, like every I want to see it all. Like like it's championship time. Like this is what we do. Let's do it. I and I don't really have an answer for you because I don't know New York well enough to know. I just my my main thing with New York is like Central Park. That's all I know. So like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you um, <laughs> in terms of where March, they should have it. 
Marge Liguori said, put them in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hell yeah. I think that's big smart. <laughs> that is, actually. Look, that's not the, bad. I was like, Thanksgiving is It's right still there. cold, but, you know. Thanksgiving is next week. I know. I'm put just them saying in the Macy's like, Day Parade. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes, Marge. That's, that's big. That's big, big brain. brain. That's <laughs> big, big brain, brain activities. <laughs> I think that's so smart. Actually, no, I really need them into the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, my goodness. How do we do that? How do we get them in a Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm open. I'm interested to see how New York does this and, and, and all and how Gotham celebrates because they, they were great. Like, I, I just think, you know, and, and, and I and again, you know, I will say, you know, I am the president, owner and founding member of the hashtag go to games campaign. I'll say that if you are in New Jersey or New York, you had an opportunity to watch a team that was good enough to storm through the playoffs and get there. If y'all went to games, I love you. You're great. I'm not talking to y'all. Thank y'all for what you did. Thank you for your service. Cloud9, I see you. Y'all are dope. Um, also, the chant Cloud9 was doing was cracking people up because they're like, why is Country Road going? Like, why is that a chant that's happening right now? Uh, apparently, it's Cloud9 only was getting on Country Road. <laughs> it's because they're awesome. Look. There are some real country roads in New Jersey. People don't think that there aren't country roads. Trust me. There are country roads. Andre, I actually have one more thing. Okay. You know who's someone who needs, who deserves flowers? Oh. And I know she probably didn't have the season she necessarily wanted in terms of playing time. Mandy Freeman. Yeah. Mandy Freeman has been at Sky Blue South Gotham since the beginning. She is, uh, I mean, technically Mandy Hot left. So, and then like, she didn't leave. She played. She went. She went on loan to play abroad and came back. Um, but Mandy Freeman has been there since basically the beginning, and has basically gone through the entirety of the ups and downs of the league and this team. And so it gives me a lot of joy that she is now an NWSL champion with Gotham because there were times where she was really holding down that Gotham back line. I think we should make Mandy Freeman the right or left back a thing. Because look, I saw it once and I liked Ooh, it. I liked okay, it a lot. Okay. She was balling at outside back. <laughs> Besides the point. But I'm t- telling you, everyone go go on Paramount Plus. Go watch that game. She balled at outside back. I was like shouting about it the entire time. Um, but I think she just deserves her flowers. Because she's been there since the beginning. Or not officially since the beginning. She's like my age. So she was still in college when the NWSL started. Yeah high school anyway besides the point anyway sorry if i just made everyone feel old but she really does deserve her flowers for being able to like truly at times like see the worst of sky blue but also seeing the best of gotham and being a part of those processes so shout out to mandy freeman please yeah i do love it when ogs get get to get to experience like the good shit because they dealt with a lot of bad shit a lot of bad shit so yeah, um, Courtney, anything else to say about this game before me? I don't know. Should we end the podcast there? Should we move on? Do we have another topic? Do I want? Do we want to get into the other stuff? I don't know. I think if we, I think if we talk about Europe, Twitter might explode. I think Twitter. I mean, Twitter is always on the verge of exploding. That's but true. I do think it might spontaneously combust. Um, <laughs> but also, you now can't be a Gotham hater for like another six months. And for that, <laughs> I'm really, really excited about it. Gotham yeah. won chip. Also, Gotham is now one of six clubs, only six NWSL clubs to win a championship, which is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. It's it, That's absolutely listen, wild. This league is wild. It's just a wild. It's ultra competitive. It's just a wild league. I think, you know, I, all right, I'm not, we're not going to get into the whole I was like, sir, I see, right? I see it in your eyes. I know what you're about to do. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. We're not going to get into it. We're going to, we're going to leave it there. But I do want to say one thing real quick about it because this is a, it, it relates to winning a championship at the nwsl it's hard and you know me i like i'm a big like sh- the shield is important i want the shield to be valued more i wish they would have upgraded all of the trophies because the shield didn't deserve to be the little plate that it was but like hey don't come on the <laughs> don't don't rag on the appetizer plate but, but like the winning the shield is important like it is um but i do think that there is something to be said and yes it's it, it comes across as like a typically American construct. And yes, because all of our sports, for the most part, do a playoff system, you know, but I do think that uh, it's not an unfamiliar concept. There are playoffs in, you know, European leagues. You know, sometimes they're you know, like second tiers that you do like a promotion playoff and all of that. Like sometimes it's that so, or sometimes it's just a straight up cup, cup competition. So if you need to think of it as a cup competition, that's what it is. But regardless, I, I think 
that both need to be held in high esteem. And I heard like the folks at Counter Press are dope. Like I like all I like all of them. I think they're they're really good. But they were talking about Sam Kerr maybe going back to the NWSL because they heard she 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 wants to win an NWSL championship. And they were like, why? And I was like, because she's won y'all's league four times in a row and she ain't never won an NWSL championship. What do you mean, why? This shit's hard to do. <laughs> Sam Kerr is still the top goal scorer in the NWSL and she hasn't <laughs> been there since 2019. Right. Maybe like, she like, wants like, to win it, a chip. Exactly. And she wants to win a chip. And that's good. Like, if that's what she wants, that's cool. Like, it makes sense to me. But it was weird that they were just like, I don't understand why. And it's like, because like winning the, the winning your domestic league, whether it's a shield or the championship is cool. And she hasn't done that yet. And and you see that the like being able to perform in like what is essentially like that our leagues like Super Bowl, like the big main penultimate game, like being able to perform and win that she's been in it and lost. So there's also that aspect of it as well. Like, I, I just didn't understand why they're like dismissive of it. I'm like, it ain't like, like, she, she's got domestic titles it, pretty much everywhere she's played except for here because it's super hard to do. So still wanting to do that makes perfect sense. I, but yeah, to like to your point, like I just think like it's super hard to do. And, and it's and it's just like this league is wild. It's fun. I think we saw this season that like the the margins, especially with the salary cap and all of that, the margins where you can actually get an advantage are coaching, you know, facilities as well, you know, staff. But like coaching is huge. Like Juan Carlos doing what he did was great. Sean Nehas doing what he did was great. Like I, I just think like w- once we get like clubs start being ambitious enough to also extend that to the coaches that they employ, this is where the league's going to change. And I think it's already changing in terms of seeing a more variety of styles. But even still, you saw how Gotham plays. You see how it's high press. It's intense. They switch positions. But also still, how did that first goal happen? transition mids going 1v1 three times and winning like that's still a thing that pretty much that so many players in this league can do and that's what makes it fun as hell and so like talking about it being a transition league it's like listen <laughs> yeah it's a transition league but also how many goals were scored to, to get the golden boot like it ain't just like you just run and score goals like we also got defenders over here too so like i don't know like got big time to, defenses to me it's just like it's 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 all fun like it's all part of the fun of the league and it's all cool to watch so like yeah i'm i'm super excited to see the future of the league and hopefully we continue to get like good high quality coaches in the league uh that aren't trash humans and uh you know you see how the league grows yeah i almost i was uh, people heard me giggling when andre said facilities it's cuz my brain i thought of the one thing of do they, do they have the facility? Do they have the capacity? And I just started making myself giggle um, because I've recently just been absolutely menacing to Coke. Sorry, Carl. Um, that was a menace. That was a menace to you on Twitter yesterday about Arsenal. Um, but yeah, like it's re- like there's like there's a reason why at times in England and France, heck in Spain, you got to score like twenty odd goals to win the Golden Boot. Yeah. I think didn't does Sam Kerr? So I believe Sam Kerr still has the record for most goals scored in an NWSL season, and I'm 95, and it's because I was looking up the stat two days ago. I'm 95 percent sure she's won that Golden Boot with 18. Like, yeah, I I think that is yeah. that's not going to win you a Golden Boot in the majority of the leagues out of Europe. Like that's yeah. how, and I mean that was, and that was when Sam Kerr was basically on fire, and then transferred to Chelsea. I want to say the next year or like max 18 months later like there's a reason why it's hard to win the golden boot in this league and why also a lot of goals aren't scored in this league like folk like it's i mean i'm part of the reason of that <laughs> i mean that's why we always like are you know shouting for folks like sarah gordon they called him in the national team because like folks aren't ready when they're trying to get a ball down the wing and then sarah gordon comes out of nowhere and it's like bye <laughs> like sucks to suck there was only one player that really got by sarah gordon this season and she was a rookie and scored a goal in between, uh, oh my God, my brain just blanked. She scored a goal in between Sarah Gordon and Savannah McCaskill. Andre, do you know who I'm talking about? Our, Tell people who it is. Our rookie of the year, Messiah Bright. Queen of the chip on the shoulder tour. Chip on now the she's shoulder. Just gonna start, now she's just going to start cooking people in the league. Yeah, I was going to say, now y'all see what y'all did. Look what y'all done did. When, when it happens next season, y'all have nothing but, nothing but yourselves to blame. Exactly. And so, yeah, like... Of course, Sam Kerr wants to come back. Like she literally scored eighteen goals in twenty four games, which I will say is an 
absolute outrageous. insane amount in 2019. Yeah. And yeah, she outrageous. did that in the season and then transferred to Chelsea. Yeah. Yep. Like it's it's insane. Um and it and it, it there's a reason why it's 18. Like that's really that's really really hard to do. And the thing is she scored 18 goals that season and her team didn't even win the chip or nope. the um or the NWSL shield. Like they yeah. literally they yeah. didn't even do that. In 2019 it was actually North Carolina had the double. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I think that was only the second time that happened. I think Portland did a double early uh, in the league's um, history, and I think, oh, did uh, did FCKC do it? Uh, no, I think no, it was that. Uh, sorry, I meant the double is in winning the playoffs and the shield. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, from the statistics I'm looking at, um, <laughs> only only North Carolina has done the double. Someone okay, yeah, I see. In a uh, 2014, no. 20, oh, sorry, we're talking about different things. Sorry, yeah. And I'm I'm looking at FC Casey. In 2014, they came in second in the regular season, but they were champ. They were just back to back champions. I get it confused. So, yeah, oh, right. yeah. Right. yeah, they were they were back to back champs. And North Carolina is the only team to do the double and be three time. It's wild, ain't it? Three time Shield winners, and yeah, the only other team besides Kansas City to go back to back. With the play with the playoffs, that's kind of crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just like. I maybe we need to do like a, another pod where we like recap the season overall because there's like some stuff that I'm sure people forgot about. Like I'd love to talk about, like you know, some of like the goals that people missed, some of the defensive moves that that happened that we saw. You know, there were a lot of lot. It was a great season. It was a really fun season. Uh, I think of the NWSL and and I think the championship was like the perfect culmination of the season. So I'm like, I'm really happy. And of course, the offseason is already off-seasoning. We had a trade mm-hmm. today with, with Orlando uh, as well. So like, there, it wasn't a player, it was just money, but uh, but important because they protected their squad uh, with a move with Bay FC. So like, yeah, I, I'm, I hope that we can find some time as long as the end of SL chaos gives us like, just, just, just don't ramp up all the way yet. Like give us a minute to be able to celebrate this, this season, because I do think it was a dope season, but like, even if I think we'll still talk about this season for quite a while, I mean, we're going to have a long off season. There's a lot to do expansion draft, college draft, all of that stuff is going to happen. You have to see how Bay FC and Utah fill out their squads. Like so many like squads are are in the market for a new coach and all of that. So like there's there's going to be a, a lot. Yeah, free. Oh my God, Crystal Dunn leaving Portland. Uh, Becky saying she wants to she wants to test free agency as well. So like yeah, oh, a lot of things, a lot of things could happen this season. <laughs> oh, I just so, want to like, wash them yeah. up close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so there's there's plenty to talk about. But um yeah, Courtney, anything else before we get out of here? Um shout out to Lynn Williams, the first player in NWSL Ooh. history to play and score in four NWSL championships. It's almost like You know, it's almost like she's good at football. <laughs> who would have who would have thought? Who would have thought? We say. Who would have thought? She's She's good at footballing activities. My oh my. Who would have thought? Also, <laughs> Sam Kerr is still uh, the all-time NWSL goals leader with 77. Yeah. She, <laughs> she hasn't played in the league in four years. That's she hasn't. That's uh, For me, that's like, like, tells you two things. It tells you how bonkers Sam Kerr is and was and why it was wild that people were doubting her when she went to England in the first place. Because I'm like, no, I don't think y'all understand. <laughs> like, she's <Y'all> very good. <laughs> um, she has the capacity in the <laughs> Correct. And I think it also shows how hard it is, especially in like now in the NWSL, to be a consistent goal scorer. Like that's the problem. That it's just super hard. And yeah, Sophia Smith could have got close maybe um, without the injury, but still, like in terms of all time, still has some years to put in to be able to get to those numbers. But like it is very difficult to be a consistent goal scorer in this league. And for as open and transition as people think the play is, I'm just like, hey. Take a look at what else is going on because it ain't just players running up and down scoring goals on one another. Like there's, they be battling, they be scrapping. It's actually insane. Uh, Andre, you want to know a crazy stat? One about Sam Kerr, and then we can actually get out of here. Yes, these stats. So, please tell me. It, oh my god! <laughs> I, shouldn't have I had to get them. you I back, but I know, but I also don't really. 
I was about to give you a stat, but then I was like, I actually don't um, trust the the numbers by Wikipedia. But, um, you know, I'll save the stat for next time. No, it's just I don't always (laughs) trust it because they haven't told me how many uh, appearances Sam Mm. Kerr had in the league. Um, And I was about to come up with a good stat, but then I saw that she also played for... um, the Western New York Flash, which have which yep. would have ruined my stat thing anyway. Ah. So. Never mind. Okay. Well, um, on that cliffhanger, be prepared for the next episode when Courtney drops this stat. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's it's not. No, it's that I did the quick math and the stats not oh. as good anymore. I was oh. about to have a banger stat about how many goals Sam Kerr scored in eighty three appearances. Oh. Um, for the Chicago Red Stars and how many she uh, scored for Chelsea in 71 appearances, but um, it it just doesn't hit the same anymore because she had an extra 41 appearances for the Western New York Flash. So okay. it, it doesn't it does not hit the same. So never mind leaving. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Diaspora United Podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Diaspora United Pod. That's Diaspora UTD POD. And message us if there's anything you want us to talk about in our next podcast. See you next time.